Welcome to episode one of Tender Talk. I'm your host, Micah, and I will be joined with everybody else, Oliver, Jordan, and Eve, just to let all of our viewers know this recording does include some explicit content, such as swearing and graphic descriptions of trauma. If this does turn you off, please turn back now. Otherwise, enjoy the show. Let's talk about the Garrett. Okay. Okay. So, what do we want to do first? Do we want to do backstory or do we want to do design? Uh, I think design will be the proper place to go first. No, fuck yeah. you for making me go first. Okay. Oh, crap. Okay. What have I done? You have made a massive mistake is what you've done. Ah, uh, my life story. All right. So. <laughs> me too. Me too. <laughs> So this obviously needs a little bit of preface, or preface, however the fuck you say it. Um, so, so I think we should introduce it with, like, Edward's parts getting worn out. Like, around the time of old iron, and Sodor needs a new banker for Gordon's Hill. When, uh, when does old when iron does happen? old iron set? When is that set? Do we know what year it is? And old I iron is set in, like, 1953, I think. Really? No. I, I believe so. Okay, so we can't we okay. can't start it that early or that late. Hold on, let me check when the book was published. Well, when it's published doesn't really mean when it. Ca- that's just when does the, when does the fandom say? I'm, it I'm looking up looking up the timeline. Joy, the timeline. Okay, okay, oh, but the God. preface I have is. This eventually is built from old uh, War Department ROD 280s, or at least that's where we get the wheels and the motion from, and then, you know, we get the boiler, firebox, and cab just Uh from the spares that the NWR had laying around because, you know, when they bought Gordon, they were kind of just like, hey, we don't know if he works, take it. (laughs) So got A1 boiler, then the... Wheels and motion from a WD. Do, is, are these the like the ROD, or are we talking WD for World War Two kind of things like the uh, ROD? ROD. So also oh, we're talking like the old break central two eight O's things. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This that could be... I can dash, I can get behind with this. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. This could be Sodor's like kit bash. Yeah. <laughs> to help with to help maintain the railway you know right well if we're still having it in like the 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 mid-30s or whatever this is like right slap bang in the middle of sodor's locomotive crisis so they will take literally anything they can find right (laughs) you know and i know we discussed when exactly we would have it built you know we were like 35 to 37 it would have to be mm. exported yeah. out to uh, Buyer Peacock, but we were like 38 to 40 is NWR built. Mm. Yeah. I think we should have it sooner just because of, you know, Henry's rebuild. No guarantee it's going to work. So that would place it 35 to 37. Yeah, because Henry was like, I'm pretty sure that he was rebuilt literally when they were first making the black fives 
which is why Stanley was like, oh, hey, we could just make him into one of these. Right. So, yeah. the year, let me just quickly have a search. In 1934. Yeah. 1934 to 1951. So, 1934 was when the first batch was built, so that's when Henry would have gone to, according to be, uh, fixed. Right. So, he definitely would have been, wouldn't have been, like, Stanier's pet project. Like, okay, Here's what I'm doing. If this works, this this is the next whole class. He was probably rebuilt after the first batch, maybe. Yeah, yeah. He would because yeah. I'm pretty sure that when like, I have the, the theory of when Henry was brought in, like one of the Black Fives was leaving, and they were one of they were both side by side. Something and Stanley was just like, hmm, right. Wonder. <laughs> but yes, uh, the Garrett. We're here for the Garrett. Yes, we are. Alrighty. So, we, so here's what I'm thinking, because the LNER had the U1 built in 1925. The LMS Garrett's came about, let me see, Garrett. They were in the da, da, da. 30s, hold on, I got a page here. They uh, were 1927. Right. So, theoretically mm. speaking, if we went through buyer Garrett or Buyer Peacock, we could have it as early as 1928 per se, but that's way too early at that point. Yeah, and plus, if we have it from Bayer Peacock, there's also the fact that it wouldn't really be a hodgepodge because they would just build everything there. Right. Because they wouldn't really. Because if but... it's from Bayer Peacock, they would just build it themselves. They wouldn't really like, hey, we have some parts you could use if you want. They're just like, nah, we'll make it all ourselves. Well, We've no, been doing this for years. That's exactly what the LMS did. They were like, no, we want you to use these axle boxes, which were already really bad on the 4Fs. Yeah, they... look where that went. Right. <laughs> you know, unfortunately, the LMS Garrett's weren't a success, I would say. I mean, they but... did their job. Like, they just did it badly. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they had less tractive effort than a 9F. Everything had a less tractive effort than a 9F. <laughs> The 9F, it's in the name! Well, except, you know, Big Bertha, who technically qual I think she technically qualifies as a 10F. Oh, no. Never mind, Big Bertha had slightly less tractive effort than the Garrett, actually. And yet, between the LMS Garrett and the U1, Big Bertha still had to come save the day. Yep. Um, okay, so... Alright. So, I think we can be pretty set about 1935 to 1937 for its arrival then? Yep. Alright, yeah. perfect. So, what I'm thinking then is CNWR is like, hey, we bought all of these U or all of these war stock locos because they were cheap and ROD was like, we don't need them anymore. Or like, sure, maybe, just have them! <laughs> right. Or like, maybe... Oh, here's an idea. Perhaps the NWR bought the ones that the LMS sent for scrapping, because yeah. the LMS mm. kept LMS kept the tenders, but then they just went and scrapped the engines. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that I can see the NWR like, ooh, nice locos you have there. So like, just say the NWR <laughs> buys four or five, they take what they can to make two working engines of the eight. I think they were eight Ks on the GCR. And then, uh, like, yes. And then they're like, yes, okay, that's what these they are. Yeah. other three are going to so, be spared. Which lucky lad gets to be the boiler? 
So from there, you know, these other three engines sit and languish, you know, they're probably kind of long dead because, you know, they're being picked apart for scrap or for spare parts. So, you know, we come about 1935. Henry has his accident. He's sent off to crew. In the meantime, the NWR needs either another freight locomotive or at least a heavy banking engine because, you know, a Victorian 440 isn't going to keep up. So they take a look at what the LNER did and what the LMS did. And they have to make the decision, okay, do we want to cut these engines down to size to make them, like, 262s, like the LMS, or, like, Buyer Peacock suggested to the LMS, and they were like, no, 260s, done. Mm. Or do we keep them as the 280s, like they are as built? And that's where I think the NWR is kind of like, let's make them Mikados. Just because they're like, for operation in either direction, they want guide like you know they want the pilot wheels to guide them Mm -hmm. through the tighter corners you know it lightens the axle load as well not a whole lot but quite a bit yeah and i'm thinking with it being about a 280 it would be in similar tractive effort to that of the u1 which was let me see Tractive effort on that thing was 72,940 pounds. Let me see. What is the tractive effort of an AK? I'm just going to have a look now. Because technically it would... Well, no, it wouldn't. It's just, just the wheel sets, isn't it? Yes, it would boiler be the boiler of an A1. Wheel sets from 8Ks. Right. Um, hmm. What size pistons did they have? What piston diameter did they have? The... Wikipedia, my old friend, come here. Uh... They had, let me see. Cylinders, 21 inches. 21 by 26. Yeah, 21 by 26. That's, yeah, that's, I, I have no idea about it working, so I'm just going to say that's good. Right. And <laughs> I'm I think, guessing. I think the NWR would recognize the problems that the LNER had with their Garrett being a six-cylinder locomotive. Oh, that's, yeah. But they, no, they wouldn't, they just have them... Because the 8Ks are two cylinders each. Right. That that will be fine. They'll just have two each wheel set, so that's right. so awesome. that would, that, that'll be fine. So that would reduce tractive effort a little bit, but on the other hand, we are significantly raising boiler pressure, because, you know, the A1s ran at 180 PSI. However, mm-hmm. I, I personally would think during the Bayer Garrett construction phase, they would look at this boiler and be like, huh, I wonder if we can make it an A3 boiler. And they would try. It wouldn't be exact, but it would be successful enough they could raise the PSI to 225 like the rest of class members with that boiler. Oh, I've just thought of the best name for this engine. Mm. MacGyver. Because they're literally MacGyvering this ship. Literally. They are literally combining all of these things. Just going, right, let's modify this, modify this. We are going to MacGyver this shit. Call the engine MacGyver. Honestly, it just works. Honestly, it does work. Yeah. You know what? I Ooh. think that's a good name. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> alrighty. So, we're obviously in the design phases. I think they would either take the original cylinders from the 8K, so the 21 by 26 inches, Mm-hmm. Or what did the Pacifics have at the time? They had uh, a, this would have been a one. Uh... Right, 
A1s had 20 by 26. I I think they would keep the 21 by 26. Yeah, just, simplicity. yeah because they're going to need the, they will want the max amount of power because this thing isn't going to be pulling trains. It's going to be banking shit on, on, on short journeys. They don't really want um, strength over time. They want strength now. Right. Yeah. So, like, so it'll keep the if they 21. Could get something like the uh, the GER deck pod, that would be perfect for them. Like they need extra, they need extra acceleration and extra strength. Yeah, they need strength and acceleration on demand over short periods. So wheels in motion from the O4s. Well, yeah, wheels, motion, cylinders. Obviously, the boiler comes from Gordon's spare. So the A1, I think they at least get it up to spec with an A3 just to up increase the... Yeah, the boiler pressure. The boiler pressure to increase the tractive effort since they're like, hmm... Two cylinder or six cylinders for this one 180 psi boilers like a little much you know like I said mm-hmm. or like we've discussed there it is well known but six the... cylinders yeah before it was yeah, oh no, right yeah 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 the U one had six cylinders so you know I think by the time Henry comes back from his rebuild the Garrett's not quite done. But it's kind of too late to like kind of be like, let's back out of this, you know, like the NWR. Yeah, it's it's of, sort yeah. of it's built, but it's not built to work. It's like it actually looks like something. Right. So like the like, NWR is kind of like boiler tests, right? Hmm. Like well, they'd be running boiler tests. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they probably have like the boiler attached to the frames and the wheels and the, and the inner motions and all that jazz. They probably wouldn't have had the water and coal bunkers on yet, though. Yeah, that would have but been until probably wouldn't be alive quite yet. Right. Like, on I think mm. when they're doing the boiler testing, I think they would do the uh, hydro testing at this stage. They wouldn't quite be ready for a steam test. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So from there, I would I would say construction starts in 35. They initially planned it to be a heavy goods engine because they couldn't count on Henry quite yet. But once Henry uh, proves himself, that's when they're like, okay, this is going to be our banking engine. We want maximum tractive effort. Yeah, like halfway through, this it's just to be like, oh, oh, this will work. Right. Once more, earning its name. So then, honestly, I have no reasoning behind it being a 282-282, other than the fact I just like the idea of a Mikado Garrett. Um, just trying to think what the benefits would be if they were adding the two training wheels in the middle. Like, and like, Uh, it, it would be a slightly lighter axle loading. It would have the ability to navigate tighter corners just yeah, but the, yeah the question is though wh- where it is because the only journey it would really be doing long distance is from wellsworth to croven's gate for any it repairs would... that wellsworth wouldn't be able to do right but here's the thing and well. i'm yeah. well, pretty get... sure the line between them and there is quite straight but there's bends but there isn't anything really tight but you know we're getting back to like okay it kind of has it won't fit in that like side platform that we always see Edward sitting in. 
So it's gonna have to. <laughs> so it's gonna have to negotiate the tighter point system that is Wellsworth. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. and we'll we'll touch on this a little bit later, but you know we discussed. Okay, in '55, after the failure of the U1, BR's like, we're snatching your engine. And oh, nice guard you have there. Give me. Right. So, <laughs> and like I said, we'll touch on that a little bit later. But um. Mm. So yeah, I think it, Mikado Garrett, besides the fact of it just looking nice, would honestly suit the railway a little. Would suit the railway just a tad better. Just you mm. know, it's still a fledgling railway, yeah. so you know it's not quite up to snuff yet. It was built during the war. Yeah, there is also the fact where it's built during the war. Right. It's it depends if it's finished. Like I'm guessing they started it. They started building it in Henry's thing, didn't like when Henry was there. Would he have been finished before the war started? Uh, war starts in nineteen thirty-seven. Thirty-nine. Thirty-nine. I, I was talking about okay. World War One. Oh, World War One, right? Yes, yeah, sorry. Right. So that's what I meant by you know the railway's still a fledgling company. This mm. Garrett has to meet kind of shoddy track work until they're like, okay, let's relay it. For world for everything that's gonna hit us for World War Two, you know. So actually, they probably wouldn't redo the track until at least the fifties, because up by then, that's when BR would be coming around. It's like, right, you need to fix this. Go fix that. That's decrepit. Replace it. And yeah. All right. So then... yeah, they wouldn't. Yeah. Okay, the Garrett is by no means a small engine. It is probably oh, going to be... <laughs> it will probably be a Gordon and a Thomas Long. Because, you know... Actually, probably longer, because... Not by much, but probably quite a bit longer. Um, like, I... It... Yeah, because it's two... Because it is two O4s back-to-back, but there's still a little bit of a gap in between... The two sets of driving wheels. Right. The drive like the driver sets. So because let's see, the total length of the U one is eighty seven feet three inches. So the so the wheelbase of an A three is sixty feet ten point six inches. So it's A one A three is gonna be a little bit over that, maybe by a foot or two. Mm-hmm. So it and is definitely the E2 is thirty three feet three inches. So it's just going to yeah. be a little short of, or no, actually, it will probably end up being one Gordon, one Thomas Long. Yeah, Especially okay, if we make yeah. It, if we make it a Mikado, it will be one Gordon, one Thomas Long. Mm. Okay. okay. I can, I can agree with that. That, uh, that illustration at the end of Down the Mine, that's how long... Yeah, there you go, folks. This thing is huge. Still you would be seeing this going down on Thomas's branch line by accident. Die. All right. So that that's basic design principles. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. two eight two two eight two. By this point, everyone can imagine the monstrosity like. that this is becoming. Right. Okay. So now comes like you know what the water and the coal looks oh, like God. so i'm thinking buyer garrett's like 
let's try a revolving bunker like the LMS Garrett's had. And they're going to trial it, and the NWR is going to be like, no, we don't like this. No, this, no, no, no. <laughs> so I can picture in the middle of the war, they get fitted, or it gets fitted with a mechanical stoker. Well, with, with in the middle of the war, I can, they wouldn't make a big fuss of it because it's or, the war. The works they, is probably half like building some kind of war, something or whatever. Okay. And locomotive okay. repairs are, are a suggestion more than actual need to be done kind of things. Okay. So then, either thirty nine right before the war starts, or it gets fitted with one after. Um. I can't see it like being quickly and silently just like being repaired and all put in with the uh, what was it again? A mechanical stoker. Mechanical stoker. Yeah, I can see them just like quickly taking it into the works for like routine repairs or something, and just quickly fitted with uh, mechanical stoker and stuff. Right, because it it is a large engine, and unfortunately, that was one of the downfalls to both the LMS Garrett and the LNER Garrett was mm. both were hand-fired, and it was obviously back-breaking work to fire an in, or basically two engines at once. Yeah, but, to be honest, where this is in the war, they would necessitate the repairs if it was needed, because, like, I'll touch more on this on the backstory portion of this, but, like, when this engine is going to be indispensable for the island during the war, Oh, this is going to be. This isn't going to be doing any banking trains. No, 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 no. This is going to be put on the heaviest trains the island can take. Okay, like yes, during the war itself, yes, it will not be banking. It will be pulling mm. armament trains. You know, a lot of. It'll be pulling practically everything. Right. A lot of railway workshops were basically like, okay, fuck the trains. We're building <laughs> tanks. Yeah, yeah, it was literally just <laughs> so, you fixing know, trains, we don't do that anymore. <laughs> so, you know, here's the fledgling Crovensgate works, like, ready to fix their first engine, and the government's like, no, you're making tanks. And they're like, I don't want to make a tank. Too bad. <laughs> it's like, we came, we, finally came, we finally have the workers to fix our own engine. Hi, we're at war. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, okay, yeah, I can see that. So, I, I'm thinking a 3940s kind of thing, because, you know, it would still kind of be in a trial stage, but, like, it'd be far enough mm -hmm. out where it's in revenue service. But, yeah, so, yeah, mecha mechanical stoker, big yes. Because Next. it's an A1, A3 boiler, do we do a double catch chimney? Hmm. I can see it being trialed with one maybe in the 50s. Like, honestly, I could, but as built, it would have a single. Oh, for as sure. As built. I feel, okay, I feel like in the 50s, they would either have the double chimney, or it would have a Kiesel injector, or ejector. One of the two, maybe both. Somebody will correct us, I'm sure. Right. Yeah. Because, you know. That's what the comments are for. And, uh. Please be nice. <laughs> you know, the Kiesel injector had mixed results, you know. It wasn't very successful on, what's his face, Edward Thomas, but, like, it was super successful on a number of J-94s. Or at yeah, well, Edward Thomas was small, though. They were pretty, yeah. Well, at the time, they were still War Department 060s, or whatever. Mm. They were austerity engines. 
I'll, I'll comment about yeah. that. <laughs> um, so yeah. I don't know. I think yeah, I would say in the fifties it would be trial mm. with one or the other. Yeah. You good there, Jordan? I come back to. I didn't even know you left. I'm sorry. That's a horrible thing to say, but I didn't even know you left. <laughs> okay, so we we narrow down what we're doing. You know, it arrives thirty seven. Um, it's mm -hmm. the two eight two. It's gonna or it's gonna mm -hmm. start with like a revolving bunker, like the um, LMS Garrett's head. LMS ones, and then. NW is going to be like, no, we hate it. And they're going to fit it with a mechanical stoker 39 Yeah, about midway, probably about midway through the wall, most likely. Okay. Yeah. Hey, at least that would make it easier for the firemen. Oh, for yeah, sure. that yeah. poor sod. <laughs> Weren't a couple 9Fs trialed with a mechanical stoker as well? I believe so at some point, yes. I don't know if it was successful or not, but I do believe it did happen. Okay. They tried everything with the 9S. Good grief. Basically, that's all I have on design, pretty much. You know, the water is kind of just as you can imagine what a water tank would look like on a Garrett. Mm hmm. Yeah. Mm hmm. It's pretty water. much standard, just big box at the front, another big box at the back. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, yeah. real quick. Do we want the smoke box or the face on the smoke box or the front of the water tank? I am on the smoke box because I am smoke not box. having that big debate of. But how is it on the front of the engine? All the faces are on the smoke box. It's on the smoke box. Just put it there. Just, just so it can't yeah. see half the time. Okay. Big whoop. So then that <laughs> does... and what would happen to Toby? Because his face is isn't on the smoke this box. This is the exact the reason I didn't want to. <laughs> Hold on. No, we're not going to talk I about mean, this because Toby technically has it. two faces. So okay, we're, we're not going to talk about that right now. And yeah, we are not talking about that nightmare fuel. <laughs> I, yeah, I guess I guess Toby to just everything below its nose would be. Well, it depends how big the uh, tank is because I'm pretty sure that they would have the tank cut to a point where the eyes would be able to see over it, so it can at least yeah. see where it's going. As well, it does. But you can't see anything how... below the eyes. It does also matter about the boiler pitch, you know, how high it sits in the air, which yeah, I'm thinking it should roughly only very slightly be taller than Gordon. Yeah, just just a bit, not, just a bit where it's not stupid, but just a bit where he's like, oh God, there's someone bigger than me. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't like this anymore. <laughs> just, to put, just to put fear into that bastard. <laughs> Nah, no, Thomas just passes no. the works. God, Thomas, Thomas just passes the works. One day, just he's a guy outside, like, oh, Gordon's gonna love this, and he just keeps hyping him up to Gordon. Well, does Gordon's like, oh no, he's not real. And then the one day he sees him, it's like, Jesus Christ, that little shit was right. <laughs> Gordon would totally have just Jesus one Christ. Day. Gordon would fairly often because he he can never make it over the hill. And right no, now, he's, he's just gonna, gonna be sitting like he's just gonna be sitting in Wellsworth expecting Edward or something like where is that little Edward and just suddenly sees the Garrett come off the side just like what the fuck like, <laughs> sees the Garrett the Garrett has a massive chime whistle just because it's a fat engine. it's just playing the British grenade <laughs> <laughs> it has Toby's three chime steam whistle from that one episode yeah, that's where that went 
Yeah. No, that's how Toby gets it. <laughs> spoilers, spoilers. <laughs> that comes later. Okay. All right. Um, that's basically all I have design wise. Any anybody have anything else to add? What is what is the paint color? The livery. Yes. Um. Uh, hmm. Okay. So that it it depends on your personal interpretation of what NWR blue is. Because, oh, God, here we go. <laughs> so, oh, Christ. Personally, if you want I, this to be a real mashup, put a copper cap on the funnel. <laughs> I will hurt you! Unfortunately, I gave it a copper. If you guys were paying attention when I started the model, I gave it one. Yeah, you would. Yeah. I mean, I give everybody <laughs> copper funnels. Anyways. Exactly, that's literally your gimmick. <laughs> um. No, so I have Honestly. it in what? What was it? It is. Let me find it. I gotta search our chat. Kinda of blue, kinda not. See, personally, I would have put him in NWR green because blue is mainly like a passenger color because it's mainly on Thomas, Gordon, and Edward who are mainly oh passenger engines. What, what if they think it's Henry? <laughs> <laughs> They'd be like, Henry, what the hell? <laughs> no, Gordon, you, the, the, Gordon just fucking sees the ghost like, Henry, what did they do to you? <laughs> and this Gordon would start uncontrollably sobbing. Comes from the middle. Who's Henry? <laughs> oh no, they wiped his memory. <laughs> Henry, 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 it's all just like a hodgepodge of using his own parts and it's green. Gordon's most definitely gonna call it Frankenstein. Oh, that it That would also be a pretty good nickname or a good name for it, I'm not gonna lie. You Frankenstein you What you Philistine, what are you? <laughs> Frankenstein what are you doing? Gallivanting around with my boiler. <laughs> Your boiler? You gave this up no, years no. ago. This no, is my no, boiler no. now. Plot twist, it has a very quiet, soft voice. Your boiler? <laughs> you gave it to me. <laughs> no, no, no. It's it's Murdoch, but take it to a level of 10. It, it, hate, it hates its sound of its own chuffing. No, it's just like, who the hell are you? Sorry. <laughs> 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 okay. Alright. But back to the library. So personally I have NWR blue as the blue Audrey painted Thomason, which is mm -hmm. Umbral Matte 109 World War One blue. Like I that's like that. blue. What, what, what that's what Douglas is painted in. Yes, it's on the no. on the Talion. No. Talion? Talion? Oh. No, he's I, I he's painted in R A F blue. There's a difference. Yeah. I I I I I. I, I, I thought but, you but, to be honest, that shade oh, is. 
RAF Blue is kind of the closest we could really get in terms of locomotive, because you can't really go to a model shop and go, hi, can we have 10,000 bottles of your humble paint, please? We need to paint a locomotive. <laughs> no, like, you, you would honestly have to go to a custom paint shop at that point. <laughs> the NWR using that expense, please! <laughs> nah, yeah, they'd figure the out how to make it themselves. They couldn't get enough paint for all their engines. See, that's why, why we have so much match. They just used what they had around. Anyway, <laughs> so, personally, I think the Garrett should be blue, just because it's like, you know, now it's the NWR's okay. baby. They're like, we put so much money into this thing, we're gonna take care of it. And they paint it blue... To shove it in Gordon's face, and then for some reason after the war they're like, we're gonna paint it green, not just any green, LNR apple green, and they're gonna like dress it up like to the nines, oh, no. and they're gonna he leave Gordon blue. Gordon's gonna have a goddamn aneurysm. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Gordon would just crash through the manager's office at Croven's gate. There's a reason why there's a. <laughs> There's a reason why there's a Gordon-shaped hole at the end of Kurt Ronan. <laughs> Gordon's brakes didn't stop. He just it's was just paying attention. He just, just wanted a... attention. Like, you, you thought his meltdown in Forever and Ever was bad. You ain't. You have not seen. You yeah. Hell, the only reason why he didn't run through the streets of Kurt Ronan was because they reinforced the wall. <laughs> <laughs> okay, alright, but yes. I'm one for a blue Garrett. Anybody else? Yeah, I'm I don't for see a blue Garrett. Garrett. Yeah, yeah, blue Garrett. Blue Garrett seems fine. And then when the war comes, everyone's always painted black because they were boring. Um, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, totally not because it was by demanded military or anything. It's nah, that was boring. <laughs> and then after the wars, they're like, "Hey, the war's over. Let's celebrate like painting our engines how they used to be." Can you imagine like, how much what? money? Let's the... fuck with Gordon. <laughs> no. Can you imagine how much money <laughs> the NWR would spend in paint? <laughs> Was that Mike? Sorry. I said, "Can you imagine how much money the NWR would spend in paint just to paint their engines back to pre-war liveries?" And BR comes in and says, "Fuck you. All of your engines mm -hmm. are gonna be black." <laughs> it's like it's just like ah we uh, I have here the official livery template. Nah, we're just gonna keep them how they are. <laughs> just that. Some punk, why. some punk graffiti Southern on Thomas's tanks. This <laughs> <laughs> backstory. Who wants to go first? Ah, right. Yes, fighter. All right. Hell yeah. This is all I can remember because, as I said earlier, the document that I've written down decided to um, not exist anymore. I will look into that, but, I, but as of yet, we do not have it. So, my mind will just have to suffice, which means we're fucked. And we can but... always, as, as one like does it. with your memory, we'll just fill in the gaps and you're going to be like, oh, yeah, right, yeah. right, right. <laughs> so, oh, yes, I remember I did this. <laughs> But yeah, um, mainly it's so it's built in like when Henry goes away to fill in the need and stuff. It's delivered or built by them. We haven't can't remember which one we decided on. And when they get it, on. they are just like, "Oh my god, he's magnificent! <laughs> Look at how big he is!" <laughs> and then they're just so such in awe that they actually fail to realize, "Oh shit, 
he's massive. And on his first journey to uh, wherever he's dropped off, Kurt Ronin or Victor or whichever one, and he just, not Kurt Ronin, Kremens Gate, sorry. And when he goes to Wellverse, he literally damages so much of the bridges and the track from his sheer weight that by the time they get to Wellsworth and the hats like go to their offices and stuff, there's like 1,500 missed phone calls and stuff. <laughs> oh, hey, that's how we can justify um, like the big engines like Hank because they would have been reinforced for this damn Garrett. Please don't bring up Hank. We will Hank has TV series material. I'm not we'll, touching we'll Hank discuss Hank in another episode. That will be my coup de gras. So, per Oliver's memory, we have a lot of gaps to fill in. No, I haven't finished. I ain't fucking finished. Well, then finish. I'm <laughs> here. But yeah, and by the time that they finish like the trial run and stuff, they've practically fouled up quite a bit of the main line. <laughs> so obviously this paints the in the engine's knowledge of the Garrett in a bit of a dark light. And the fat controller being the fat controller doesn't necessarily say what caused the damage. So of course the engines are jumping to conclusions and they're all thinking, oh god, it's this massive monster and shit. Percy's afraid to go out at night. Henry's an absolute wuss. Thomas is going, ah, I'm not scared. And, every, and that very night when he has Meh. <laughs> News travels fast here. <laughs> Here's the thing. Henry For comes back with the Herculean task of slaying the monster. <laughs> Right. It just sleeps at Wellsworth because it's afraid to go anywhere else but between Wellsworth exactly. and Exactly. It's yeah. and it's like the fat controller just tells us like, by the way, the main line's down, so everyone's gonna be slow. And then it's like, why is it damaged? It's like, oh just reasons. You know, it doesn't actually exactly say why it's damaged, he just says it is. That's so the real obviously. reason why we haven't seen up to Vickerstown in the real <laughs> The guy fucked up the main line too much, didn't see it for ten years. <laughs> <laughs> We could put better late than never there. Like, that's why everything is so screwed up on the timetables, because they're still trying to bring stuff down from the east side of the island, but because the oh, Garrett messed also, everything up. Also, you, uh, if, remember the, uh, the episode where the viaduct's being repaired? I yeah, that, yes, yeah. Like yeah. Never. that, that is why it is damaged. Look at it! Okay. Alright, Oliver, are you done? No. Okay. <laughs> I, I keep interrupting him, sorry. No. It's fine. But yeah, so the, 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 the next week is just all the engines absolutely overreacted to every little thing until finally Henry comes back. It's like, Henry, there's a massive monster on the island. He's like, there's no monster, there's just the Garrett. The what? <laughs> no, the, the Garrett, he does the banking now. And then Davian just looks to Edward, who knew the whole time and just never said anything. <laughs> just because, of course, he did. And then they, they meet the Garrett, they get on with the Garrett, except for Gordon. And I tried to his. tell you, but you guys wouldn't listen. <laughs> no, it's just like, what Garrett? It's like, oh, he took over Edward's job. And everyone just looks at him, just like, you what? It's just like, meh. <laughs> Edward, Edward you all wanted to believe your oh, did I forget to tell you? <laughs> hmm? What was that, Micah? I said, Edward just pulls the classic. Oh, did I forget to tell you? 
<laughs> yes, like, oh, did I not mention? <laughs> like, and everyone's I mean, it's either just, like, that or Edward's the one fixing up the Garrett's mess. <laughs> like, everyone who stalls on the hill, it, like, they're completely expecting Edward, and then, like, they get going, and all of a sudden, it's a massive jolt of energy, and they're like, what the hell, Edward? Like, it's like, God, Edward, what have you been doing? <laughs> <laughs> and, like, they're all gone before the Garrett. What have you done? I see Henry's leftover warehouse coal has been treating you well. <laughs> and then one day, when Gordon has to stop at Wellsworth for the banker and the... Garrett just sidles up alongside, and he just, well, to use the colloquial term, pisses himself. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, real Gordon quick. doesn't um, know what he's seeing. He's seeing what seems to be an A1 boiler on the two chassis of, old, of an old war department locomotive, with all sorts of other contraptions <laughs> mashed onto the thing. He doesn't know what to think. And it rolls along alongside, says a toot and hello, which literally shakes the earth with its whistle, <laughs> and damn near pushes Gordon to get going. <laughs> no. Please don't hurt okay, me. Okay, 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 okay. I, I, I swear, I, I, I'll be good to Thomas, sir. I won't be one of him anymore. You, okay. can, hear, you can just hear him praying as he gets shunted up the hill. No, it's just like, hello there, I'm the new guy, how are you? And then just the whole time, Gordon just squealing, just... <laughs> okay, hear me what out on this, <laughs> He's shuddering so much that his crew can't even stand in his cab. Yeah. Okay, hear me out on this, the... though. So, you know... Like they have to get in the front coach, because he's shaking them out. Okay, okay. so we Can know... Topham and Stanier, great friends. That's the whole reason why we got Henry's rebuild, right? Mm -hmm. It's a well-known fact that Stanier spent some time in America, right? Oh, oh God! So I, he he brings. I didn't hear where this is. He brings oh, Toppy right. back a gift. He went to America, and that's how we got Gordon. But I did not know that Stanier. Okay. Um. So he brings back Topham a gift. Oh God! What? It's a massive. American whistle. That's it. Yes. Topham, <laughs> like you know, we have Toby's three chime, or we have this massive fucking five six. Should time. we leave it alone? Should we play it safe? And we say no. Let's make it bigger. <laughs> and Topham, just because now he has this new fancy shiny engine to play with, he's like, I'm gonna put it on that thing. <laughs> so you know, it's it speaks as quiet as a mouse, but then uh -huh. you just hear this. Bone quaking American six chime whistle. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I, yeah, I 100% agree to that. That that's canon. Perfect. But yeah, as for the rest of the history, it's mainly straightforward. Just random this bank's trains up and down the hill. That's basically its life. There's a few stints on some trains, but that's only in the greatest of emergency. There aren't any crashes or anything. It's actually strangely. Successful. Co competent okay. <laughs> is the correct term. The He's competent, so he doesn't One crack. question about this. Yes. Mm -hmm. Who what? would cause the fish accident with the flying kipper? Ah, actually, the reason he is actually away being repaired, which is why Duck is being the banker, because he's uh, away okay. for repairs. 
Yeah, every time you see a banker story, it's either the back the garret's having repairs or something, which isn't there. That's just literally... That's just it. Well, okay. what? Well, that what accident happened... Like how many... How many brake vans would the Garrett smash up? So, here's my thing. A couple of weeks are a bit trial and error, but you know. <laughs> so, I think the NWR would actually adopt American practices where the banker, or, so, whoever, like, say there's a tank engine at Wellsworth, they would uncouple the mm -hmm. brake van, the Garrett would couple up, and then they would couple the brake van to the end of the Garrett. A lot of early American oh. railroads did this because at the time, cabooses were built out of wood, pretty much. And they did yeah. that so the engine, like, there had been accidents where engines would just smash. Yeah, considering this is the NWR we're talking about, they are literally give anything they got. So most of their brake vans are kind of old, right, decrepit, exactly. full so of So yeah, the NWR so... would adopt that American practice. Yeah, I can see that maybe happening. Maybe Stan, maybe Stanier tells them that after he comes back with the, with the six chime steam whistle. Mm. Yeah, perfect. Okay, so. But yeah, uh, the history carries on as normal until the war. Once the war comes around, the Garrett's taken to the works, so it's it's modded for more uh, long distance running, so it can actually better pull trains. Given so, so, like, when the war comes across, it can actually pull trains without literally killing itself <laughs> from the sheer power it bestows. <laughs> and so, most of the war, it's pulling the heaviest of the trains that the, the NWR has to carry. So, like, tank trains of tanks and resources. You know, art, like rail guns. All, yeah, right. all sorts, like, absolute massive 15-inch battleship guns, all the like. Right. <laughs> Sodor, dis or Tidmouth, despite being, you know, like, pretty much the highest class of shipbuilding, aside from Harland and Wolf Belfast. up in Belfast. Mm -hmm. Bel yeah, Belfast. Mm -hmm. um, it is surprising nobody knows that. Hey, um, you know. But yeah, Tidmouth would be very, very busy in the war. <laughs> right, but despite this, it's still Tidmouth, at the time, is still kind of a small harbor until pretty much after the war. So, well, no, because in the war, I have the story where they would dramatically upgrade it because, like, the the, the, the um the Admiralty did this a lot with existing harbors. Like, let's look at Southampton. That was quite literally during the war, a quarter of its size was added or something. Like, I, I'm not sure if it's Southampton, but it's it's something. One of those, one of the big ports today was like massively upgraded in the war. Mm -hmm. But I can see them doing that to Tidmouth because of its strategical positioning. Right. I was using air quotes then, but you know. But you know, yeah. in the midst yeah, but, of this construction effort, Tidmouth can't really take in shipments of arm or armaments for this massive warship that you also have in the works, right? Um, <laughs> anyway. Next episode. <laughs> but yes, so, back to the garret. Uh, uh, midway through the war, as we said before, it gets its new bunker, which is basically a normal one with a mechanical stoker, replacing the boiler, rot the, the rotating one, which I still cannot fathom to this day. But the LMS was weird. Yeah, it was very weird. Yeah. <laughs> and yet, uh, nothing really changes. Uh, then, when the fifties come around. Okay, Things I'll, start to change. I'll, I'll take over from the 50s, since I kind of did most of that. Yeah. 
Um, well, I will take over to my gracious co-host, Micah, to carry on. Right, okay. So, as we discussed, the LMS Garrett's and the LNERU one were not great at what they were built for. They were crap. Um, <laughs> like, the Garrett very, or the U1 very often ran short of steam, and they coasted back down the bank, or the grade, until, so they could build up more steam, and the LMS, like I said, barely had... It was literally too powerful. Right. So, the thing of it is, is 1950s rolls around. The Garrett has now gained the attraction of British Rails, and at this time, they're doing the trials of the U1 and 52 on the Licky Incline. It obviously fails. So they're like, oh, yeah. hmm, where can we find a successful Garrett? So then they turn their eyes to the NWR. Or NWR. Yeah, that's right. Jesus. Um, yeah, MWR Garrett. Yeah. Yes. I start the 50s at our chat. Okay. So I when I wrote this part of the history, I wrote it as it's never going to be preserved. Like, it's an amazing engine. But after ah, you thought there was gonna be happy endings <laughs> <laughs> after the war, and then after BR service on the Licky Incline, it's just crap, and the NWR has no choice but to scrap it. So, let's see. So yeah, the what, U1... what I remember, I sort of remember putting in is like after once it's replaced by 9S, as were most of the bangers at Licky. It is gifted back to the NWR, but it is in absolutely atrocious condition. Because right. even after the war, it was in a bit of a kind of not okay state. But they didn't have a chance to repair it because BL was like, hey, can we have this? Right. So, personally, I have it arriving at Licky in 1955 after the failure of the U-1. Yeah. So, and this is, of course, after, you know, the LMS Garrett stalls on the hill the u1 runs short of steam while banking the train and is later saved by big bertha so after Woo! that <laughs> so after that that's when br's like okay we're gonna you know snatch up this uh this monstrosity you had this locomotive manufacturer create 30 years ago by this point 30 uh 25 uh... Yeah, it'd be about that, yeah. 30, 25 years old, something like that. So, you know, from 55 to whenever the 9Fs replace it. Or no, actually, I have it returning back into the NWR, or now, since it's BR, the Northwest region, after the Licky Incline fell under control of the Western region. And that what happened in 58. The Garrett, unfortunately, after seeing lack of maintenance on behalf of BR unfortunately could not do very much work and personally I have it scrapped in 1962 of course that's not a hard or a set year we can always play around with that um let me see yeah, yeah. personally I, just, I would sort of say that it would be quietly scrapped because they wouldn't want you to know. make a deal of it because this is so dull they view engines way way too much that they should like <laughs> they love their trains way too much unfortunately <laughs> situations where the nwr or the northwest region doesn't have a choice mm. and actually come to think of it this is actually one of the few times the nwr will actually scrap an engine 
Yeah. Honestly, they will. Well, and that's not necessarily true either. They scrapped all of the older Victorian locomotives as well that fell under the NWR control eventually in 1934. That's canon. We we can't change that, unfortunately. Um, whichever Nielsen box tank that was still there blew up, so they didn't have to scrap that one. Where does it say it blew up? I've never seen anything anywhere say it was was in the Andre lecture. I think you mean the one that actually still belonged to the SNM until it blew up in 91 or in 1901. Because Neil survived. People, Garrett, please. Yes, maybe. Right, but I'm answering Wait. Eve's question or statement. Uh, Anyways, to finish off, number. Th- I like to think number three stayed on the SNM, and that's the one that got worked to death. Obviously, Neil, mm-hmm. number two, went to Crovens Gate, to the Crovens Gate Mining Co., and then number one got sold off into oblivion. So I think Neil survived up until 1934. Where he was either scrapped or preserved, one one or the other. There's no other option. Mm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so the yeah, and after, so with the carrot, it's just eventually it it can't work anymore. It's just so in such a bad shape. It would cost a fortune to actually rebuild the poor thing. So right. they just quietly take it aside and slowly start scrapping it over the years. And and then here's the thing, dead. it's. In my eyes, it knows it's coming and it has accepted its faith. Fate. Many of the other engines are like, no, 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 no. You still have a working life. After they see it just oh, sitting outside oh. of, outside of Crowley's oh. Gate Works for like months. Mm. Or you know they don't actually know it's been scrapped. Hell, they might not even have known it came back. <laughs> like no, I. Well, like I said, it comes back in '58 and it does as much work as it can. Oh, yeah, right, yeah, of course. So the engines would know it came back, but they Mm. would think, oh, it's just been withdrawn for maintenance, but then as they pass day after day, week after week, they just see it sitting in the Crovens Gate Works yards. Mm -hmm. It hasn't been touched, it's been rusting. And they're like... Little by little, he got smaller and smaller until there was nothing left. Exactly. And like, you Except know, this he's... time, kids, the story isn't made up. <laughs> Except this time, Goldie was not bullshitting! You know, and no, th- no, this was the real story that Goldie based his off of. Yeah, he just he, he, he just based it off this. And you know, and like all the Sick engines... Of the engines what, who would notice, Cody... I think Gordon has intimidated or intimidated as he would be by this monstrosity we have created, he would be the one who cares the most. Because unfortunately, like it or not, they are technically related. Related. Yeah. He's the one who was saved by it the most. So he would have a closer bond. Well, Bond's a bit stretch. It's more of a general acceptance that he exists. Right. Like, like Gordon doesn't like the idea that they're cousins, but they're cousins. He loves it. <laughs> <laughs> and um, 
you know, so he's the one who, like, watches and he notices, so he talks to the Garrett as much as he can whenever he stops at Groven's Gate or whenever he's there for maintenance. And it's, you know, still just sitting there, getting smaller mm-hmm. and smaller, you know, until eventually the day comes for Gordon's overhaul. The only... Oh, man- no! Oh, no! No! No, oh. you cannot do that! <laughs> the- That's just heartless! <laughs> I feel like at this point, though, both of them would have accepted it. Right, like, they would have had enough conversations. The Garrett, long before it was even slated to be scrapped, knew it was no longer in a great working condition. And it was his choice to go, or, like, to go when he did, instead of when the Northwest Mm -hmm. region was like, hey, we're going to try and squeeze you until the end of Steam on on BR, on the mainland. And it's like, no, I would like to go as soon as possible. Yeah. Yeah, but just just imagine the sheer fear when Gordon's in the work and he just suddenly spots a a lightly rusted boiler just sitting in the corner being prepped. You could just imagine that. Wait a minute, where did you get that from? Hold on, what's that shade of color? Well, that's me. And here's the thing. (laughs) Here's the thing. The boiler, like like we've discussed obviously has the face however oh god no no right, no, no hold on no, stop no, stop oh, god. stop <laughs> however with this and the 60s gordon is a broken man <laughs> yeah there's a here's, reason he's here's, so horrible at the start of enterprising let, let, engines <laughs> here's the thing though i feel like the works would be like they would feel sorry for the engine so they would like mm-hmm. remove his smoke box and like just leave mm-hmm. it on a little flat car or like you know, once the water tank has been scrapped and the locomotive has been separated from each power uh, power unit, the smoke box just rests on the leading unit, just sits at, quietly at the back of the or at the back of the works. Just you know, it knows its face. It has accepted it. It sees its boiler. It sees Gordon coming for his overhaul. It's two and two together. You mix two and two together. Now. We're not going to get into, you know, the how locomotive souls work. We're, we'll come back this to is that. The, that is a very, very complicated question that I do not have the mental faculties to go into today. Um, anyways, <laughs> to if finish ever. it all out, the Garrett holds no ill will to watch its former body basically become part of Gordon. In fact, it's rather happy to see that some part of him is getting another chance at life even if he's not a part of it mm. you you know i was gonna throw trauma in here why are you guys surprised there i was thinking this was going I'm to be a pg-13 really. <laughs> do you want to know this how is... many times we've said fuck in the last several <laughs> yeah minutes? yeah good yeah good point i am british i do swear like a setup <laughs> we've been recording for over an hour slightly less depressing uh, version of the Mighty Mac episode. Oh no! Slightly and less depressing, or slightly more. <laughs> okay, back to the Garrett. Okay, so I think that that's enough on history. You know, I think we got the point across. Oh, actually, yes. I do have another thing that I had in that I do remember. With the Garrett gone, the railways in need of a banker. So 
they have a they have a word with BR who just so happens because this is they probably by the time they need a new banker is probably when Steam's just about over. Mm-hmm. So like yeah. 67, 68. And they look at Licky and they see one of the nine Fs there. Oh yeah, yeah, he's there is going. Yeah. Oh, and so yeah. they bring yeah. a 9F to Sodor. This 9F is called Murdoch. We'll with the familiar later. electric lamp. Ah, yes, and in this, so in this verse that we've made, uh, Murdoch is one of the bankers, is one of the 9F that worked at Lucky as a banker that replaced Big Bertha. Typically Big Emma. Yeah, and that's, and it would have, um, was given the uh, Bertha's old electrical lamp, which it holds, that uh, still uses. So Murdoch comes is brought to Sodor with the lamp stuff, and that's pretty much my reasoning for Murdoch being on Sodor. So yes, for a time he's used as a banker, but then very quickly they're like, "Yeah, we could just use something else," and they put him on heavy goods work. So then this is when they get a much smaller engine. Like yeah, this is when they get a proper banker that would be better for the for the bank, like um, uh, Southern Railway Z class. That would be ideal. Just a small 0080 tank engine that can do the work easily. I, I don't oh. know about that. Because that was more for hump shunting than banking. No, a Z, a Z, the Z-Class bank trains out of the bank uh, Exeter. Like, I... Mm. Okay, so I'll admit, I think good substitutes after Murdoch would end up being either, yes, the Z-Class from the Southern Railway... Or an LNER T1? Flat 13, splatter and dodge. No. Stop. Get out. That's enough trauma. We we already had enough trauma today. Um, So not either the Z-Class, an LNER T1, or an LNER S1, which are basically the same engines. One's just a 480, and the other one's an 084. Uh, Hmm. I don't remember. A T1, I can see it in my mind. Isn't that like the big Thompson tank engine? That's an L1. That's an L, sorry. They have so many ones things, it's just so hard to remember. They really do. Okay, the S1 is the 084 from the Great Central, and the T1 is the 480 from uh, the NER. The Northeastern. I think both survived up until uh, the T1 was withdrawn in 61, the S1 was withdrawn in 57. Yeah. Uh, they were classified as 7Fs. The NER Class X, which is the T1, was classified as 7F, but knocked down to a 5F in May of 53. Mm. Okay. But yeah, I, I would think those would be good candidates. It means we might have to screw mm. with history a little bit, but we've already done that. So well, don't why... we? We've made a literal new Garrett. <laughs> How is that not screwing with history? <laughs> Alrighty, but I... Odor's I... mere existence is screwing with history. <laughs> Anyways, I, I think that's pretty good on history, unless any of you guys have anything else to add. Oh, I do actually have one more thing that I added at the very end. In And it's basically like this. So, in recent years, this is modern day we're talking, due to the influx of goods traffic on the island due to the poor state of the roads, the rail goods have, have, have climbed significantly to a point where a new banker is needed 
So, the NWR sources some old plans of the original banker purpose-built for the for the railway, their original Garrett. And due to and when they look at these and they think we could imp we could we could do these better in these days. So they take to the plans, but also at the same time this is happening, there's a new engine going around in New in Australia. Uh... And they see this 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 massive Garrett locomotive in Australia doing all is an absolute beast of a machine. This massive four eight four four eight four behemoth. I think it's a. 48. And they think, hmm. <laughs> yeah, that Wonder. thing can suitably pull a passenger train of seventeen to eighteen coaches. Yep, and they see this and they think that'll do nicely. So they take the plans of the original Garrett, modify it to the plan. And they take the they take the, the Sodor Garrett, then they take the blueprints that they kindly asked. For the, from the Australian rail owners of Garrett 6029 and they sort of bonged it all together and after a bit of mixing with the blender and, mm -hmm. they, and then a couple of years later they spit out the new Sodor Garrett and this thing is unequivocally the most powerful steam locomotive in Britain can, can, can I make yeah, it a little that, sad? that wouldn't make sense mm-hmm and it has on its on each side of its front water tanks there is a little copper outline of the original Sodor Garrett. It's an homage to the original. Okay. Aww. This, yeah. This will be getting to our universe, but like, that's sweet. What if it was outshopped on the anniver of the official anniversary of the death of the original Garrett? Who? Oh despite... yeah, they do that purposely. They do Hold that on. purposely. I'm not done yet. Who, yeah. despite being very content still watched over the railway as, you know, a guardian of sorts. Oh, well, God, they, here we go. They outshop this new Garrett. Boom. Old Garrett soul, new Garrett. Done. Oh, good, good. Now we're stepping into the supernatural, but... But whatever. No, I like I said, it's not canon to our pod podcast. Yeah, angle. it's... it's yeah. yeah. Just an idea. But yeah, now Sodor has its own big, its own Garrett once again, and it does banking and all that lovely jubbly stuff. It does everything the old Garrett wanted to do, but better. Mm. And there you go, that, that's the history. Perfect. I'm probably missing some major points, but nah. Yeah. It'll come to me in like a week. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like Gordon would somehow be both content and completely pissed off by this decision. Now, they just see, the, like, the, the fact that George is like, we're making a new guy, and goes like, you're fucking right! <laughs> Gordon would have a full-on PTSD episode, and then and then after the fact, he'd be like, okay, whatever. He would I, go full-on forever and ever. He, he just really does not handle change. <laughs> yeah. Bastard. Well, then. but yeah, that's the history. So, Micah, you can uh, take take it from there, or whatever you want to talk well, about. I, can't, I don't I, really know. I think we hand it over to Eve and Jordan for the personality. All right, take it away. Do your magic. Uh, so, please don't make it too sad. <laughs> I already did enough of that. We we we're trusting you. Yes. 
What was that? I don't think I don't think we can top the sadness levels of what you guys just did. Oh, most definitely not. <laughs> like you guys can only make it happier from here, even if you tried to make it sad. Essentially, yeah. all you can do is just try to uplift the crowd. Yeah, I. So I feel like. Uh... Whenever the Garrett first comes to Sodor, runs in with Gordon, runs in with James, they're both scared to death because they think Henry is basically, you know, trying to... They think the NWR is trying to outshadow Henry, trying to gain their funds back with the Welsh coal that they've spent. I, I don't know how much that would be. Oh, real quick. Side like, note. Henry mm -hmm. totally goes through Welsh coal withdrawals for like the first few weeks of his rebuild. <laughs> okay, sorry, but continue. Yeah. So well, the I... Western region was rough when B first came round. <laughs> so, so I feel that uh, I feel that the Garrett would get along with Henry because Henry would. Henry would sort of know that he isn't being replaced. But after seeing, like, the Garrett has not only replaced Edward, but ruined, like, the majority of their main line. <laughs> like, Gordon and James... James would be terrified, but Gordon would be, like... You come into my house, try to replace my brother. <laughs> and you're telling me you can't even make it back downhill. Like, Gordon would be a full-blown asshole in this Garrett. And it's Henry's job to not only bring the others around, but I feel like he would also be coaching Percy that the Garrett is m not a monster <laughs> and that it's safe to go back out with the mail trains again. Here's the mail train thing. So Percy <laughs> would absolutely refuse to take it. Like, and you know, mm -hmm. this is early, like, Percy just came to the railway, you know, he, like, just got over being, oh, I'm a GWR engine now, but, like, now I'm not, depending on how we decide his headcanon. Um, <laughs> that's another episode, Mike. We're literally making a whole bloody series here. Where did you go? Oh, no. But, um, so Thomas okay. takes it, and, you know, for the first few nights, Thomas doesn't see anything. Just because, you know, there's nothing to be banked. The Garrett's away, tucked in a corner at Wellsworth. Mm -hmm. Well, there's one night, Henry's coming through with a heavy goods train. Or, like, the Kipper's, <laughs> ex the Kipper's extra heavy tonight, or that night. Mm -hmm. So then, here's Thomas with the mail train sitting at Wellsworth. Here comes Henry with the heaviest Kipper Thomas has ever seen since Henry's accident. All of a mm -hmm. sudden, he hears the ghostly sixth chime of the banker. And obviously, despite Thomas having the mail, 
Henry has priority. So, the Garrett, unfortunately, like, his lamps went out for some reason. I imagine they'd still be, like, oil-burning lamps, and, like, they just went out for some reason. So, uh-huh. so kind of like Gator's introduction and Toad's bright idea. Yeah, like, Pretty Thomas much. wouldn't see what is banking the train. He'd just hear like, this he thunderous hear whistle and the puffing as it passes him. The ground shakes. And Thomas <laughs> has no knowledge of what steam engines sound like in America. So to him, this is, like, to- some other world... He, he doesn't know what's passing him. There's just some kind of supernatural bullshit going on. <laughs> and so just, this is just, where... Um, viewers, if you are imagining this, put the Chinese dragon attack theme on. And that's yeah, probably yeah, yeah. a very good Literally, representative yeah. of um, But yeah, no. So here goes Henry. Massive train. Thomas scared shitless out of his mind after hearing this ghostly whistle, feeling the ground shake. He knows how long the kipper is tonight because before he took the mail train, he helped Percy, or he assembled it because Percy said, hell to the no. I'm not going out there. The sun is down. The and now is he's out. towering behind Edward's tender in the same berth. <laughs> so Thomas arranged the train. Henry leaves. He knows how long the train is. Somehow he beats Henry to Wellsworth with the mail train after Henry had to like wait at Knapford or something. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't know well, the carrot and steam. He didn't even see it leave the yard to make its way to the end of Henry's train. Mm. So all of a sudden, he hears a ghostly whistle. Henry whistles. They leave. Thomas sees the end of the train. He doesn't see the brake fan. The garret has no lights. The earth is shaking. <laughs> all he's hearing is just monstrous puffing. And, like, he's watching the last van in the kipper and then just this long ass boy just puffing by and then the, and then the brake van at the very end behind the carrot and, and then he's, the tail lamp right and then the tail lamp and he's like what the fuck is going on i'm losing my mind and then he goes after the mail train he goes back to percy he's like i ain't doing that shit for you again get your shit together <laughs> And then Percy's just like, Thomas, you came back, you little shit! I am never doing that again! <laughs> and so then Thomas, this how really... did you survive with the monster out there, Percy? I'm getting a restraining order. <laughs> so Percy, so this really solidifies... This, <laughs> this really solidifies the point of, okay, the engines are gonna treat this Garrett like a fucking monster. <laughs> And Edward, this like, is how we'd work Tale of the Brave into our universe, people. <laughs> oh yeah, Tale of the Brave just replaced Gator with, with the Garrett. There you go. No, no, no. We didn't base this off Tale of the Brave. Tale of the Brave based this off of us. They've <laughs> <laughs> been reading our thoughts for years. <laughs> they oh, knew our boy. thoughts before we'd have them. So, anyway, where were we? Uh... Personality. How does the Garrett deal with all of this? <laughs> well, his main confidant, I think, would be Henry. So, like, after Henry comes back with the Kipper, he the Garrett's just sitting at Wellsworth, and then they have a heartfelt conversation. Henry's still like, I don't trust you yet. 
And then here's James just puffing up out of nowhere, yeah. having a full panic attack after seeing the Garrett. Being like, <laughs> I'm not a big engine anymore. I'm so upset. Crashes into the Fenlands. <laughs> <laughs> no, you just find him clearing the shed and goes like, James, what is wrong with you? I'm not a big fuck anymore! <laughs> <laughs> And it's just a... What? <laughs> just go and just fucking just leave. Just I deal with it. Shit. <laughs> okay, but okay. So back to that though. Hen the at the time the Garrett's main confidant is Henry, and I'll let you guys take that back. Yeah. Uh. So I feel like that act that run-in would happen on accident because the so like the gator not gator the garrett is back <laughs> <laughs> yes i know so the garrett is waiting back at wellsworth his driver and fireman are still trying to fix the lamps and it's like crack of dawn henry is barely awake and all of a sudden bam he runs into the garret. I know this goes against Rule Fifty Five, but yeah, we we we're, we're love building Henry character. Here. We we don't we ignore Audrey's criticisms. So oh, that's the comment section's not gonna like that one. <laughs> so, like you said, Micah, Henry goes through this whole thing about how. They're not going to trust you, but at this moment, I feel like putting your best wheel forward would help your situation at the very least. So the Garrett takes Henry's advice, and of course, it's it's kind of like Frankenstein, like I said earlier, uh, where everybody is afraid you know that scene where, like, Frankenstein is with the little girl? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, it's like that, but with Henry and the Garrett. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. So, they see Henry, they, they're all questioning him, except for Edward, because I feel like that would be out of character. Percy is still behind Edward. He hasn't moved in, like, two weeks. <laughs> and Henry just... I feel like at one point, Gordon would push it too far, saying he's a monster. Monster? So every engine that isn't built from a plan is a monster. Is that what you thought of me, Gordon? Oh. oh! Oh shit! Been gone down. And of course, Gordon's catching, trying to catch himself before. So, you know. uh, uh, well, Gordon. Well, you you might be an engine. You were technically built from plans. <laughs> well, Gordon, you might be an engine. But this engine was built with heart. Something I don't see out of you. And he just leaves. Oh, 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 oh. 
whole critical damage. <laughs> okay. Okay, but like oh. so. Okay, but like. So between, I can see. Yeah. Go ahead. Or, okay. Or like, but in between that, before that, I can imagine like James jumping on Gordon's side, being like, "Well, Henry, yes, you were built from plans." And this thing just popped out of nowhere for no reason. I can't even tell you what he's built from. And like, here's Percy just quivering behind Edward, just being like, "Please shut up, just, just stop." <laughs> so we can't, just so we can't trust an engine with an unknown builder. But and then the Garrett speaks up. Um, actually, I was from I was built by Bear uh, Buyer Peacock. And then the engine just fucking lose it. They're like, we don't know who that is. No, it's just like, actually, I was built by Bayou Peacock. Actually, it's a very legitimate turn. <laughs> no, and then I go just like, fuck that. But here, here's the thing. Thomas puts the pieces together. He looks at the boiler. He looks at the cab. He looks oh, at the buffers. And then and he it looks hits at him. And then, like, you just watch him do, like, three double takes. And then you just hear him mumble, oh, shit. <laughs> no, that, no, that's when Gordon, that's when Gordon finds out where the boiler's from. Just toss up, Gordon, what, Thomas? Um, he has your spare boiler. Wait, what? <laughs> just like, I'm sorry, you what? <laughs> Just Gordon just looks for a second, just the wait a second, <laughs> <laughs> and then insert back into Henry's comment and all of that. <laughs> yeah, it's just. Uh... So now we have to figure out how does life, like how does the Garrett react to all of this? Oh, that's that. Because... It's just sitting there, just, 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 just. I don't know what's going on. It's just chilling. My eyes chilling. I feel like the Garrett being so new would think all of this is just normal. For no reason. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I feel like it, it's just that one guy sitting. It's just The Garrett is just like that one guy sitting at the bar where he sees the girl, one guy's girlfriend walks out and the guy doesn't even go after her. And he's just like, hmm, she'll be back. <laughs> and lo and behold, Henry comes back after some coaxing from Edward with Percy's brakes squealing behind him. <laughs> Edward chases after him. You know, I mean, like, you know, Edward being a Victorian 440 was built for speed, not strength. Despite, you know... Percy being the industrial engine he is, you know, his brakes hard on, Edward's just hauling ass after Henry. <laughs> like, you look at Percy and you just see sparks flying from under his wheels. He's gonna get Henry, wheel come spot back! Edward, wheel Edward, flat. no! <laughs> wait, shit, shit, wait, I'm still dead! <laughs> you know, here's Edward just rocketing down the main line, Percy screaming his head off, like I said. Just a trail of sparks. I go see the monster, Edward, <laughs> What am I in the dungeon deserve this? <laughs> Edward, Edward, no, I don't want to see the mo- Actually, he looks quite friendly. No! <laughs> 
could be a siren, Edward. He could be a siren. He could be using his... He could be using his words to try and... That could be the point, Percy, but we need Henry back here. <laughs> There's a reason why he's our main freight engine, Percy. <laughs> he's important, damn it! We just got him back, for fuck's sake! <laughs> Oh wait, no. Technically, if this is open, this is big. This is just—we just got him back. Gosh darn it! Just, yeah, we just got him back. Even though he's kind of technically been back for two years, but we haven't seen him enough. <laughs> yeah. So that's his like beginning personality. Yeah. We kind I'm of. I'm not sure know. what. Um, everything else was kind of covered. Right, like we marked out how he'd be in the end, you know, he's content, he's he he's okay with his fate, you know. Yeah. Like, he's very fatalistic. Like That's probably due to hanging around with the likes of Henry and Edward and, and all yeah. that over the years. Right. I feel like oh I feel like the Garrett would just like he sees he would see you like a runaway. He would be at Wellsworth whenever he sees Duck being chased by the runaway train heading towards the barber shop, and he would be like, whatever happens, happens. <laughs> Wait, no, hold on. He wouldn't have been there when Duck was having the chase, because that was in the 50s. Oh, yeah, he wouldn't. Because that happened oh, in, like, 55, yeah. 56. Yeah, Duck arrived in... When did he arrive? 55. Ah. Uh -huh. 55. Yeah, 55. Garrett would be at, um, Licky. Garrett would be at Licky. Mm. I forgot yeah. about that. He wouldn't know. He'd hardly know anyone. <gasps> okay. Oh my goodness. Okay. Let, let, let's get Toby into this. So, oh. Toby. Oh boy. Worked <laughs> the LNER all of his life. <laughs> like, you know, he Toby came in... Toby would only really hear about this, because he also didn't arrive until the Garrett was about to be shipped out. Because what? Toby arrived in 50... I think 55 as well. Um, yeah. I think it, it was 52, 51, something like that. Something like that. Um, it was the early 50s. Yeah. We so, know it was before Duck. That's, that's, so that's a given. That's all that matters. matters. So if it was the early 50s, he would have met uh, the Garrett. Okay, However... The book was published in 52, and given the year thing, it tends to be a I'm year. I'm going to go probably very late 40s, early 50s. So, like, probably Toby is not the, the last like, engine the NW will probably get to probably. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'd say, yeah, 51, 49, something like that. I think 51 is the safe bet. So, Toby would have <laughs> met the Garrett. However, upon first seeing him, he would very excitedly exclaim, oh my god, 6999, or 6999, what the hell are you doing here? I thought you were off in the Midlands. Because he's aware oh. that the U1 exists. However, he's not aware that the Garrett for the L or NWR isn't that Garrett. Mm -hmm. So then yeah. our Garrett is very much like, who are you calling that engine? I'm not that engine. I don't know if I... <laughs> we have to come up with a fake number. 
The only question is, with Toby being allocated to the Farquhar branch, would this happen, like... No, no, there wouldn't really be a time to run into him unless he managed to meet him at one of his stints at the works. No, That's the only would, time I can really see him meeting. I think or happened. if this happened around the time of Dirty Objects. No, I think it happens on Toby's arrival because there's no way they're oh. going to steal. Oh, yes, of course. Hold on, I'll be right back. Um, so it makes sense because nobody's going to steam J70 tram from East Anglia to the complete other side of the island or of the mainland. Uh, honestly, that is actually genuinely very possible. You'd so be surprised. What I think is Topham buys Toby from BR privately. And mm -hmm. BR does its whole thing where it's like, okay, you bought the engine, we'll overhaul it. So they obviously overhaul Toby very separately from his power unit and what we know is Toby. So after that, they ship Toby in, not in pieces, but like they ship him separately from his, you know, the actual steam engine part. And he arrives at mm -hmm. Vickerstown. And Henry collects him at the front of the train. It's Toby and then his power unit and then the rest of Henry's goods train. So on the way back from Vickerstown, Henry has to stop at Wellsworth to let the express pass or something. There we see the Garrett in its siding, looking a little worse for wear because it was the war, but not quite ready to be taken over by BR. So... Henry's like, oh yeah, hey, new engine, look at this guy, what do you think of him? And and, and that's when we get Toby's, oh, it's six nine ninety nine. What are you doing here? Or wait, no, it's six ninety nine ninety nine. that's right. I had to think. Anyways, so he gets the whole, oh my god, what are you doing here? I thought you were at Licky. And then the Garrett's just like, I don't know who the hell you are. I don't know who the <laughs> hell that engine is. Leave me the hell alone. <laughs> <laughs> Who the hell is Licky? <laughs> like, I don't know a Licky. All I know is Gordon's Hill. And it's a stupid name. Because I can get over it just fine, and I'm just like Gordon. As he I fails take to, offense to that. As he fails to remember, he's a massive Garrett and not a Pacific. Yeah. So, oh god, a Garrett with an identity crisis. <laughs> oh, so no. fear, theoretically, there is a small time gap where Duck and the Garrett could meet. However, I think it's too small of a time gap to make work feas or to make yeah, feasibly work. Yeah, yeah. it will yeah, be like, like weeks. Basically, the only time they could meet is like right after Licky, and the Garrett's not gonna be in any kind of mood to talk to anyone because Garrett's basically mm -hmm. dead after Licky. Right. Like, yes, the only time he would, well, yeah, the only time he would meet Duck is after Licky. And now, we saw how all the engines treated the Garrett. Now, the Garrett does harbor some small misfortunes against that. So he's very closed off, especially to any engines who arrived during the time he spent away. So, you know, yeah. any engines that arrived in that time span of 55 to 58, he just doesn't want to talk to. Just because he doesn't know how they're going to treat him. Yep, yeah, I was listening. Okay. Well, that I'm was listening. it. That was the end of 
end of my thing, it just was like dead silent. So. Alright, well, I don't have anything else to add, so I'm just waiting for everyone else to, you know, divulge. Right. Hey everyone, it's Micah here at the tail end of our episode. Uh, if you want to go take a look at the end of our video process for everyone, we have a special item in them. Uh, we have contacted Nick Catalano, uh, also known as at Nick underscore with the hat on Twitter, and to do a commission for MacGyver the Carrot that we have decided to call our little fella. And like I said at the very end of our audio, or I'm sorry, our video format for you guys, there will be a picture of what he looks like. If you guys want to check that out, that would be awesome. And go check out Nick as well. It's awesome. Great artist. Great. Thanks for watching. Bye-bye.